Hello. This episode of the Evil Ego Hour podcast is sponsored by America, the movie. I keep getting this weird feeling. I go to work. I come home. I feed the dog. I get the mail. Everybody's smiling. But yet I still have this deep feeling that there's something wrong. Hey boss, can I talk to you about my check? I received it, but it was for literally zero dollars. Do you know anything about this? Taxes. What? What do you mean taxes? There's no no money. Where are you going? You're asking too many questions, kid. What? They're watching. Who's watching? And anytime that I mention this feeling to somebody, they just smile and and tell me that I'm lucky and that I should be happy because I'm in the greatest country in the world. (laughs) Tell me what's wrong. Well, what happened? The rent. They're raising the rent again. How are they allowed? They just raised it last month. It's not even legal. He doesn't care. He? I, I can't. He? I can't. I'm who? not supposed to. Who? I don't even feel like I'm in control of my own life. You're starting to unplug from the Matrix, man. Tell me what is going on. Greatest country in the world. What is happening? <laughs> you got to Who's responsible for the this? messages, Who man. is responsible for this? And I feel like the worst is yet to come. Who's there? Get away. Get out. Get out of my house. This is no, 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 please! Who are you? Who am I? I'm America. Hey, let's... Are you ready? Are you ready to do the damn thing? <laughs> you heard my cat in the background? Even he's ready. Go ahead, tell him where they at, Larry. Larry. All right, fuck it, I'll do it. It's the Evil Eagle Hour podcast or audio show program, whatever you want to call it. We'll call it Cody Minawi. I'm your host, Knight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know you're probably like, calm down, but I ain't calming down. I, I can't calm down because this this episode today, this, this joint right here, this one is a straight banger. I ain't even gonna lie to you. I'm not much of a horn tooter. You know, I don't, I don't really toot my own horn. I don't toot our horn enough. Uh, but this one right here, this is a, this is one that I'm probably gonna revisit. Uh, much like the sustainable happiness episode from the first season. Much like uh, the second, I think like the third episode we did, Smoothies and Suicide uh, with Good Intent. Hall of Fame episodes, this one, I'm going to put up in that category. Definitely, definitely Hall of Fame. Plenty of bagel moments in this podcast, almost too many to count. It was also brought to my attention that there are a bunch of new listeners to the podcast who probably don't know what a bagel moment is. So I will do a short explanation on what a bagel moment is. And then after this, you guys and girls are responsible for letting people know what the bagel moment is. I will not explain it again but in short uh early in the podcast probably the first or second episode uh, it was towards the end me or co-host Cody Manawi made a really good point that kind of encapsulated everything we were talking about on the podcast and right in that moment out of nowhere we heard a ding because we didn't realize that somebody was making bagels in the background and co-host Cody Manawi said how about them bagels and thus the bagel moment was born Okay, so when you hear those dings, that symbolizes whenever somebody wraps up a point really, really well, or maybe we gain some new insight or some new clarity on a point, or maybe just some fire shit happened. Who knows? But you're going to hear that ding. That's a bagel moment. Okay. Okay. No long explanations about what the podcast is is today. As promised, it is the second part to the vulnerability episode. Way more about the emotional side of vulnerability. Um, This shit just makes me so thankful for y'all for supporting, but very thankful to even have a voice. And I don't mean like a a relevant voice. I don't mean like I'm I'm an influencer. I mean literally a voice. Making sounds out of my mouth that can affect people's emotions and points of view. Thank, thank God. Thank whoever. Thank you. As always, Makile on the beats. If y'all feeling the pod, leave a little tip, man. There's a feature in the in the description. Leave a, leave a little tip, man. $2, $1, don't even matter. Let's do it. Let's get to it, man. Let's get to the shits. Larry, you ready? 
Let's initiate the process. Uh, let's begin the program. here for part two. Ooh, I didn't even catch that. You didn't even know that we that were in it, do we? That joint went straight under my nice. feet. Nice. All right. I well, ain't never tell a lie, baby. You did lie. You said that you were never going to get rid of your cornrows and look at you now. Buzz cut Cody Manawi over you know, there. We got to stay open to changes, you know. We got to look at the world around us and adapt. Pissing me off. Nah, them shits was just annoying to take care uh, of. I miss them. Awesome. They had to go, man. Glisten in the sun all throughout the first season. Yeah. Let's get into the second part of vulnerability, right? Because hey. today we're going to get a little bit more in depth into what vulnerability means. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about some of the things that block people from being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. One thing that we did not do on the first part that we normally always do, but I feel like we I wanted to get some of our kind of COVID talk out the way just to get it out of us, just to get it out of our. Are you yawning? Yo. Am I boring you? No. Hey. I'm gonna since you wanna yawn, I'm gonna put your ass to work. You're gonna read. Mm-hmm. I know Damn you it. missed this. You missed this, didn't you? I, I did miss this. Reading I love definitions. Coach Cody Manawi, can you please read the definition of vulnerability? Vulnerability. Please? The quality or state of being exposed to the possibility of being attacked or harmed, either physically or emotionally. Mm. I love that they added emotionally into that. So, Shots so what do you get out Google. of that? Quality of being exposed. We talked about exposure in the last podcast. Yeah, we actually did. I'm um, glad we we yeah. actually did that without looking at the definition. So the possibility of being attacked. So when I read this, it doesn't look positive. Or harmed. Or harmed. Yeah, yeah. it do, it doesn't look positive. It looks like if I'm this, if I'm this word. I'm gonna get my ass stomped out. There's a chance. This increases. A chance. This increases, it increases my the chance of me getting my ass stomped out. Yeah. It's in, yeah. It pretty much just says if you're vulnerable, it is more likely that you will face some type of negative outcome. Yeah, you're gonna catch a fate. Yeah. yeah and. So automatically, and, and I don't want that. I mean, I hear that. I, I don't want that to be a part of my experience. Yeah. So I think it's kind of natural to avoid vulnerability. One thing that I like about Google is that it kind of shows you the usage of the word over time. And after the 1950s, the use of vulnerability has grown rapidly and it's starting to level out in the 2010s but over time we've been talking more and more over the past 60 years mm-hmm. 60 70 years about vulnerability that's a very interesting oh that's what it says idea. i mean that's what i'm interpreting from this chart that they're giving us on oh, google sn- oh snap it's- the usage of the word over time so we started using why do you think that is why do we start using the word vulnerability more it's i mean just- i think that I guess we're becoming a lot more scared. Uh, Ooh, I wasn't even gonna say that. I was gonna say like maybe we're coming becoming like more aware of our yeah. true selves, like just the overall awareness. I mean, this is the information age, like yeah. the overall awareness of everything, yeah. including our own vulnerabilities and and fear. But that's a good, um, that's a good idea too. We got these church bells in the background. Yeah, on? man, it's, you know we in the Bronx, baby. So the overall concept of vulnerability is something that you kind of want to avoid is the thing that I want to talk about. And and it's mm. like, 
why do you want to avoid being vulnerable? Well, we talked about a little bit of it. Like mm. it, it exposes you to the possibility of being attacked or harmed. Yeah, and and to I mean, intuitively, naturally, instinctually, nobody wants to be yeah, more harm. likely to be harmed. We avoid anything that we see as harmful to yeah. us, whether it be like physical, emotional, it could be the dumbest thing. Like we talked about on the last podcast, it could be doing the dishes for some reason. That's harmful for me. I don't want to do that. Yeah. Being bored is harmful to me for some reason. Like, yeah. so you avoid it, you know, you avoid anything just, mm-hmm. just because you feel like it's harmful to you. So like, I even feel in the like, small ways, continue. I, even, huh? Continue on that. What you, what you mean? No, I think that even on the small, like even in small ways, we we do everything to convenience ourselves from being harmed, and we may even over convenience ourselves because we think things are more harmful than what they are. Right. To me, that's like a key element of procrastination. Like things are not that bad, but in your head, because of your imagination, you definitely just increase it to a level to where like now you don't even want to entertain the idea. So I feel like some of the things that block us from being vulnerable, and um, I told you about uh, this lady by the name of Brene Brown. She talks a lot mm-hmm. about vulnerability. She had a famous TED Talk on vulnerability. It got like 13 million views. Did you get a chance to look at her movie? No. You of to- course not. You told me about it an hour before we started yep. the podcast. Yeah. I had a shower. You was gonna Did be you? vulnerable Did to my. You? you were going to be vulnerable to my stinky ass. But it's me though. Hmm? It's me. You always fucking stink to me. But like, I don't ever say anything. It's fine. You can be as vulnerable as possible to me. But whatever. Uh, you didn't stink. look at it. But her main thing about vulnerability <laughs> is like the element of shame, right? And how shame plays a part of blocking vulnerability. Because shame. I mean, it's at its root, it's like the. I mean, we can look up the definition, which I feel like we need to do. But essentially, it's kind of like the belief that the true you is not worthy of love for for whatever fucking reason, right? Whether it be the dumb way that you express yourself whenever you're, you know, upset, or maybe it might be the. Uh, you know the stupid face you make whenever you're happy or it could be the 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 pimples all over your acne ridden disgusting body it could be the crust around your lips when you wake up for some reason right a booger in your nose right that, Bad that breath. shame you don't want to expose anybody to the to the real you because that real you doesn't deserve love are you gonna are you gonna read the definition? Yeah, we have the definition okay, right okay. here for shame. It Please. says a painful feeling of humiliation or distress caused by the consciousness of wrong or foolish behavior. Mm. And so I guess that, that it kind of shines a light that we want to be right. We do want to be right. Yeah, we want to be we right. We search we we search for the feeling of being right. But I feel like the things that we label as wrong are a lot of times things that are just very human. Right. Facts, These facts. are just things that are inherent to our nature of being human, but yet we see them as shameful. We see them as wrong. So what what kind of what do you think that happened that caused us to raise this this bar or these this kind of like limiting belief that mm-hmm. these certain things are wrong, even though they're very natural and and um should be embraced in some senses in some situations well that's like a that's probably like a real deep conversation because there's i feel like there's been of course an effort from social media like we see everybody's highlight reel so the concept of what is normal i feel like overall has been heightened over time because people won't show you the true you they'll show you the polished you like they'll show you uh, not the like the polished version of of themselves. So the the level of natural has become more and more increasingly unnatural as time goes on. Mm-hmm. And with the yeah, I feel like that's definitely a, a a symptom of social media. But I feel like that's just us in general. Like the sides of us that may or may not be displeasing. We tend to turn off or tend to cover up mm-hmm. out of fear of not being liked. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I and think I think we want to feel at least right or 
Yeah, we have to feel right. We have to feel like the things that we're doing are right. And I guess that really means we have to feel like the things that we're doing are approved as right. Right. Or at least called right. Which and, brings in that connection to other people that is still, that is always ever ooh, present, right? That was a good connection. It's always, we're always connected to other people because we we look to them for like reassurance as to like what we're doing is quote unquote normal behavior. Mm-hmm. Should I be ashamed from this? And if all it takes is one person to say, Yo, wipe your face. Like you got you got shit on your face in that video. And like I'm never gonna post any videos again when I just wake up. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you you don't wanna be vulnerable in that way, even though everybody has shit on their face when you wake up. That's that's news flash. Like especially me. Like my face is straight up peeling when I when I first wake up. I'm like just dirty. I think I just always have a booger. Like it's just always somehow a booger is just floating in my nose. When I wake up and there's a chance my lips going to be a little ashy and my skin is also going to be dry. My scalp is maybe dry too. Yeah. Like, and to I just be exp- crusty. Exp- I'm a, cr- I'm a crusty, ass dusty ass nigga when I wake up. <laughs> and I just wish that I, I, I wish yeah. that I, I didn't ever hear somebody say Ex- dusty ass nigga. And, because you sometimes I'd be a concept of it. You would yeah, be fine. I wouldn't even thought about the fact that. All this crust from me waking up <laughs> is is just a dusty ass nigga. I wouldn't I wouldn't it all have perceived culminates it as that. to you being a dusty ass Negro. So I feel like the overall idea and being vulnerable is to expose these parts of yourself that may or may not be deemed as uh, you know humiliating or, or shameful, right? She, uh, Brene Brown, said a few interesting things, a few quotes that I grabbed, mm-hmm. right? It's the willingness to say I love you first, right? It's the willingness to do something that nobody else um, has done or that has no guarantee, mm-hmm. right? It's it's a lot of people who are. L- are more vulnerable in their lives. They, um, they like open themselves up to the possibility of love, even though they know that it might not work out. Right. And I've always said this, I've said this to you before. I've said this on previous podcasts, right? You have to live expecting to get hurt, but also expecting love because you deserve it. You're going to get hurt. Accept it as a part of the possibilities and a part of the experience and move forward with love regardless. Right, right. I agree. And I think another thing that makes it hard for us to open up to the chance of being hurt or the chance of um, not being understood or not being accepted um, is the fact that it's not in our control at the end of the day. These things are totally up to other people and we can try to mask ourselves. We can kind of try to um, present the best thing what we think most people would like and some people you know rebel against that that's even a thing it is of its own because they like somebody who rebels against you know what I mean like right. they approve it in themselves but a lot of people have a hard time letting go of the fact that you know some people aren't gonna like you some people are like some some people may also love you though it's, a, it's like the same amount of chance if you just be completely honest and completely Mm. vulnerable. Um, I think that it's more important for you at this point in time for people to give their authentic selves um, because that's the only thing that is going to contribute to society. It's not being the same. There's already a lot of this one thing. There's already a a lot of this thing you're falling in alignment with. And so you need to be contributing something either new or authentic or more authentic or unique. Right. And everybody, I think everybody does have a unique experience in life. And as we learn about ourselves, we'll find better ways to share those unique parts about ourselves. And it's hard not to be ashamed of this uniqueness because it may fit into that wrong category. It may fit into that um, foolish category that's being shaped out by collective um like this collective yeah, conscious or like this collective, collective idea of what is cool idea or, what or is agreement yeah that that is just you know perpetuated onto us and it's but hard, being right? vulnerable right now is one of the the greatest things that you can do right now because by being vulnerable you're also being authentic mm-hmm. 
And we need more and more, like you said, we need that, especially in a time filled with so much misinformation, we need authenticity. We need people speaking from who they really are as opposed to what they heard or as opposed to what they think will get them accepted by the general public. Um, Another quote that I have here, you know, the less you talk about shame, the more you have it, right? And I Mm. feel like... And something you said also resonated with me, the the um, being okay with not being liked. I have a hard problem with that, man. And I, I know it comes from, like, trauma. I know it comes from, like, acceptance, you know, I guess at a early age or whatever. But um, I have a hard time at the idea of somebody not liking me because it's just like, what is it? You know, why, why, you yeah. know, is it, and it has to be something with me that I can change for you to like me more. And there's a quote that um, I really like that Brene Brown said. She said, um, in order to truly connect, you have to open yourself up to being seen, right? Yeah. And you have to I've let somebody- I've seen this one before, actually. Probably. Yeah. yeah it's I've a very famous TED Talk. Yeah, yeah. I've seen that one before. To expose yourself to somebody seeing who you truly are- as we said, like not even outside of the just physical crust all over your face, we're talking about the emotional crust and all the emotional trauma, exposing yourself, letting somebody see how temperamental you are in the morning, you know, letting somebody see the not so polished sides of your personality. It can hurt when you're feel. it can hurt like nothing else when you're rejected or when you're, you're, um, whenever somebody like comments on your true self in general. Like it doesn't even have to be the worst comment. It can be just like something slight. I feel like that feels like the ultimate form of rejection when you yeah. expose yourself and, and you don't get 100% positive feedback. Right, right, right. And it, it hurts to, to not be accepted in that way because this is who you really are. You know what I mean? This yeah. is exactly who I am. And... You put yourself out on the line, and to have that rejected um, by anybody, and the, but especially people close to you, um, can be some of the most painful things. And uh, to just touch on what you said earlier, sometimes that happens to people in their childhood, and so that fear Where they're is rejected. Just, yeah, I mean, you know, when you're a child, you probably are your most authentic self, or mm. you're not. You don't have as much ego covering up because of these, you right. know, this emotional trauma. Uh, that you experienced throughout your childhood or you may experience throughout your childhood. Um, so if your parents don't accept you as you you really are, yeah. then that 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 just starts you off yeah. in life. You slowly with this start feeling. making those modifications to your behavior. Exactly. And so you start changing exactly who you are. And then eventually your whole entire life you just have this you're carrying all this weight of of modifications and attachments to mm. cover up who you are, which is really in another way is just like trauma and um, just behavioral patterns. Right. Uh, all those things just pile up over time, and you're just like, wait, who the fuck am who I? Am I like, dog? like, who am I after all this? But some like a lot of times it starts in your childhood, and you constantly feel vulnerable, and you constantly feel like nobody will love you, and since where like you will start rejecting love because you don't even know what that looks like. Or you like, they're loving something that isn't even you. You don't even understand it. Like, how can you have, how can you know what love is if you never experienced the love in its truest form? And love in its truest form is love regardless of whatever type of thing that may seem like is humiliating about you. It's love despite you being completely open and being yourself. I love who you are, vulnerability and all. If you've never truly experienced that, how can you give that to another person? I'm not saying it's impossible, but I'm it's definitely it's a lot harder. harder and it, it takes more it takes a lot more willpower and honestly a lot sometimes of awareness. sometimes it takes some type of deep inner conviction or some people like to say like it's a a moment of enlightenment or maybe god had a conversation with you or like however you want to look at it sometimes uh, i think maybe i would reach out to even say it you always need some type of deep conviction in order to adjust the way you view love into a framework of it being unconditional right yeah i agree with that because it takes 
a lot to love somebody unconditionally, unconditionally. despite who they are, what they do, what they're doing for you. Um, you have to completely just commit to the idea and you have to have this inner conviction because nothing they're doing is going to validate, uh, or not, I won't say nothing, but the things that they're doing do not always validate yeah. you loving them and you giving something to them. Um, but there are there are moments and times or there are certain people sometimes where you love them so much that regardless of if they give you a reason to love uh, to love them, that you will still love them. And very, 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 very few people are blessed enough to have people um, who give them that love. Very few people have somebody to where they feel like no matter what they do, no matter who they are, mm-hmm. no matter what their situation is, that they'll still receive love from this one person. Right. And that per- I guess those people are supposed to be your parents at first. Yeah. But if you don't get that from We assume that it's supposed to yeah. be your parents. But we all know that that's not always the case. Yeah. It happens a lot where it's not the case. So I feel I feel like what you're saying is so important. And just to get back to vulnerability and like the overall concept of why we see it as a bad thing. I mean, it's not like it's completely crazy for us to see it as a bad thing, right? If we if we look at the wild, the any creature that's a vulnerable creature, it it gets eaten. It gets fucking decapitated, and it gets its body played with like a toy after it's been dismembered you know what i mean like it's you don't want to be vulnerable in a wild environment and we're just animals we're just animals with a lot more like ideas as to like what we want to do we just have all this other shit attached to our personality but at the deep at its deep root we're just animals who don't want to be exposed we want to I, i i have a cat now um, I didn't yeah. talk about this on the first. Yeah, I'm surprised you haven't talked part. about what, what's his full name? Lawrence Fishburn David Parker. So Lawrence so, Fishburn David Parker. Yes, it's O to Lawrence Fishburn and Larry David. Shout out to both of those amazing figures. Um, shout out Larry. I will be home to feed you soon. But the part the point I was bringing up with him is that whenever he's sick or whenever he feels. Uh, vulnerable quote unquote he'll hide he'll literally like go under something and you won't see him for most of the day because animals that feel vulnerable to attack they don't want to be seen you Mm. know and i feel like it's literally what we do emotionally when when we're when we don't want to be vulnerable we close ourselves off we say things that aren't us you know Mm -hmm. because we don't want i don't want you to see who i really am right and um, and luckily, I have been, I guess, not rejected enough times for me to keep wanting to bear my soul and be vulnerable. I see more positives in being vulnerable than negatives. Right. But that leaves the question, is vulnerability of a negative or a positive? Is it a good thing or a bad thing? I mean, I think it's just I think it's just both both the good and the bad are just two sides of the same coin. Um, I think you got to take the good with the bad. I mean, mm-hmm. being vulnerable gives you a better opportunity at, at growth or transformation or uh, changing your current situation. You cannot grow without being vulnerable. You man. cannot grow without being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. I don't think that it is it is any in any way possible to make growth without being vulnerable. You have to open yourself up at least a tiny bit in order to expand what you are. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, some people probably experience growth at a much slower rate because they refuse to be vulnerable or they refuse to allow themselves to be vulnerable enough to make any type of substantial leap in life and an understanding and a a substantial um, growth. They they can't be satisfied because they don't want to open themselves up enough at the possibility uh, of being hurt again. being wrong. Yeah, and being wrong again. Because, the, you know, this fear is taught. A lot of times when we're kids, we're fearless because, you know, we don't know what yeah, happens. Yeah, you have no reason like we not made, to be. Our parents have told us how vulnerable we are, but we never seen how vulnerable, like, right. you know, what that actually is and what that experience is. So a lot of times as we get older, the more we experience vulnerability, um, it affects how we view being vulnerable. And so some people... You know, being vulnerable has caused them to 
uh, make leaps. And so they have a good relationship with vulnerability, but some people have a terrible relationship with vulnerability. And so it prevents them from going back to that state. And so it makes it hard for them to grow in whatever way they're afraid of being vulnerable. Right. And that's it. Like, that's honestly, it's about, you know, like I said, every time I'm vulnerable some with somebody, they feel empowered. They feel a little less... I guess crazy, you know, I don't, I I don't want to keep, I don't want to use the word crazy too much. I want to find a different word, but yeah, they feel like, okay, they can kind of settle into themselves. Yeah. A little less alienated. Like I'm not weird. I'm just a person like where are they kind of settle into themselves a little bit more. And it normally establishes some, some type of connection that wasn't there before. But uh, one quote that I feel like kind of encapsulates everything we're saying is, honestly being strong enough to be weak Hmm. like you have to be strong enough to show that hey no i'm weak i'm i'm like everybody else we're all weak like we said in the first part we are all vulnerable and this situation more than any has shown us truly how vulnerable we are we knew it it was in the background but it's you can add a whole bunch of stuff on top to kind of block it out. Mm-hmm. You can you have this job that you put your all into. Well, your job's gone now. Yeah. So you now know? what? So now what? Good it's morning. Just you. Now what? <laughs> call your mom. That's what. Like, tell her that you were sad that she didn't call you on your birthday that one year. Open up, and you might establish some type of new communication that yeah. you didn't have before. You know. Yeah. Tell people how much. You love them, but also tell them like, well, in a you just got to be smart with how you tell them how you know they hurt you, um, because you don't want a, anybody to be ashamed of themselves hurting you. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, both of y'all just want love. Yeah. And so like, and sometimes don't... you're gonna hurt people in your quest for love. Exactly. And so like, even just confronting, even when like you're confronting somebody or you're being vulnerable, you have to also know that sometimes that puts them vulnerable as well. And so how do you make that vulnerability more acceptable uh, within your relationships is a, it's a very good starting point when it comes to just mm-hmm. trying to find love uh, between these two situations. Because, you know, although we may be hurt and we may be upset or seeking love um, from somebody, that they may also be vulnerable too to mm-hmm. their own shit, but also with um, the fact that they hurt you. Because some a lot of people... It's really hard to admit you hurt somebody that you love, and we don't and we don't want to do that. We don't want to own up to the fact that the person that they love, uh, the person that we love, the person that we care so much about, that we we hurt them mm-hmm. and we didn't give them what they needed. Yeah, um, you gotta so, face yourself when that happens. And yeah, that's exactly. And so when it's it's a very you just gotta be not careful, but just be very mindful of how you go about sharing this vulnerability because we're all being vulnerable together. You know, a weird kind of thought that I just had for some reason, I started thinking about all these people with their PPE on, right? Their personal protective uh, equipment. They'll have face shields. They'll have a full kind of hazmat suit, gloves, uh, you know, a shield, a sword, a gun, just to protect them from the virus at all costs, you know? And I started thinking about all of the stuff that we kind of put on our ego to cover us up, to make sure that we're not seen by people you know you develop this hardened sense of ego you know you have to you have to develop some sense of protection to protect you from people seeing you because if you don't then the cost of that to mo- to a lot of people is too great and it like it puts them back at square one and it puts them back in that childlike state of like damn, like I'm truly, I'm truly worthless. Like I don't, I don't deserve love. And it's crazy because, and I really thought about this, right? And just like, just bear with me for a second, right? Oh God, (laughs) don't say it. Everybody deserves love. Oh, okay. Yeah. Everybody, and instantly when you think like everybody deserves love, it's like, well, do child, you know, molesters deserve love? Seems like they're getting enough love. Like, do 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 pedophiles deserve? Do rapists deserve love? Huh, mm, mm, mm. And I'm like, yeah, 
Yeah, because and this is really it was the absence. Well, you out there? It was the it, do really is that crazy? Is I that agree. A crazy concept. I, I I think it is a crazy concept for a lot of people to, to agree with, especially when like you've been through something. As a human being, because I think the point blank, you didn't ask for this, right? You did not ask to be here, right? Mm-hmm. So you deserve at the base level coming into this because you didn't asked to do this and yeah you made a lot of decisions that probably led you to the dark place that you're at it's not it's not that you didn't do this to yourself there were a lot of background circumstances and all that but at the base level you did not ask to be here you did not ask for a lot of the ideas that have been put into your head over time and you deserve some type of love and some type of credit for just existing and i feel like a lot of people wouldn't vibe with that idea because it's like well no it, it depends on what you do here it really depends on what you do here when I think, you get here I, I think it's interesting that some people i mean like i would i think most well not most but a lot of people would probably say like um rapists and and people who are boy and little boy and little girl lovers mm-hmm. like they probably don't deserve to, to live yeah but there's certain people who think that they still deserve a life but to lock him and put him away in the worst case scenario, like right. in the worst situation, put him in jail, lock him away forever. And so I think that's very interesting that they don't think that they should kill them, but they should be locked and tortured for the rest of their life. <laughs> like, I mean, like, I get it, too, because it's just like, oh, yeah, death is too easy. But, like, I don't know. It's just interesting that you just rather not. You rather them just be tortured than get rid well, of them. Well, I mean, if you cut off that connection, then what's worse? You know what I mean? As humans, we've kind of, I feel like we're all kind of, throughout the course of this conversation, we're leading to, we just want connection. And even Brene Brown said this, it's all about connection. We're trying to avoid shame to get more connection. We're trying to block certain things about our personality so more people will be connected to us if we show our true selves and we're vulnerable people might be turned off and it might lead to them not being connected to us and even the most wild out perspective of these rapists and these pedophiles it's about connection in the most skewed way possible and you didn't get that connection so something about you is off balance to where you have to get it in these sick in these sick ways and i feel like well, I think sociopaths all well, yeah, they're they a little different. They don't understand the concept of connection. I don't know what's going on with sociopaths and and all of that. Like, yeah, I think that's psychopaths. What... That's like a your your whole thing. That's a different episode. <laughs> we have to go deep for that one. There is no ego with that one. It's just hell. Yeah, it's like you good, bro. That sounds. I have terrible. no concept of good. Okay, all right, I'm gonna stand over here. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I mean, talking about vulnerability and kind of what we were talking about before when you open yourself to I feel bad for shame and sociopaths. Do you? Just now. They don't care. <laughs> Rest assured, they don't give a fuck. <laughs> That's true. And like, I like this show. They understand. <laughs> um, but what we're talking about is like this, you know, open yourself up to a person and then you kind of establish like this this trust with them. Uh, it's called a vulnerability loop, right? I want to read this to you, and I want you to see what Ooh, part a of nice this little term. resonates with you, right? Vulnerability loop. You like that? Vulnerability, vulnerability loop. Vulnerability boop. Um, that's a different thing. Uh, this interaction can be called a vulnerable uh, vulnerability loop. A vulnerability loop is a shared exchange of openness. Uh, it's the most basic building block of cooperation and trust. Vulnerability loops seem swift and spontaneous, but they are all but they all follow the same steps, right? So person A sends a signal of vulnerability. You know, you could be like, Yeah, yeah, I mean, my dad was pretty abusive growing up, so you know, I kind of feel like I haven't necessarily had a good concept of like how a man is supposed to treat a woman. That's just like a first showing a little bit of like your background, showing that your past isn't as clean as somebody might uh you know want it to be looking at it from an outsider perspective. Mm-hmm. Then person B detects the signal. Person B responds by signaling their own vulnerability. Is that what they always do? This is just a typical. Oh, this uh, is how a vulnerability loop, loop works. is established. Yeah. Okay. Uh, person B, you know, responds by signaling their own vulnerability. So, what would you say as a response? I would say, uh, yeah, like uh, I, 
also had a bad dad. Yeah, I don't know. Good, good, good. Very That's good. That's probably the best. That's the best I can probably come from. Yeah, my dad uh, killed my nanny. Like, what? <laughs> That's different. <laughs> Person A detects this signal and a norm is established. Uh, a closeness and a trust increases. Right. Nice. So and I feel like that's kind of our relationship, man. When I think about vulnerability in its truest form and like, of course, I think of my lovely woman first. Yes, but you always have to think. Always. Always thinking of I the woman always first. think of my woman first in any situation. As soon as I wake up, that is my first thought in my head. My first duty. Then my Where second is my woman? thought. <laughs> she, OK, she's there. Is she OK. Right. Is she alive? Now, Does she have food? Is she happy? Now I can now think about for my, my own well-being. Now for mine. Oxygen. Okay, I will breathe now. (laughs) Okay, and that's air. All right, and that's air. Okay, but I honestly think about our friendship. It's like I I feel so open to be myself that it's like it's freeing. You know, like I can be my my fucking late, my jealous, whatever type of emotions that I have. I feel like I can be that around you and not feel judged. And because of that, because I feel like I have that space, um, I feel like I'm growing all the time. I feel like you're yeah. going to tell me, like, you, you, I mean, you're not always the most, like, skilled at telling me about my faults. I think but- one, to be vulnerable here, I think one of my my very, I guess my worser traits is, um, well, it's something I need to work on. Is my delivery on, um, I guess my my perspective on life or on 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 you? Like trying to impart that on yeah. Like I I am not very skilled at separating the fact that um, this is my opinion. Yeah. And this is your this life. This is what you should be doing. Yeah, and this is your this life. This is what you I'm know? doing. This is what I think you should be doing. And this is what you're currently doing. And yeah, I, I I'm like I'm trying to like give you my perspective. I'm not good at giving you my perspective while also being caring of mm-hmm. you and yeah, just being caring of you and being nice, really being nice and gentle. <laughs> and it's weird because. The reason why you're like that is because you care. You you feel as like you see me in a in a situation. You feel like you could better the situation with the information that you're giving me. Mm-hmm. What you're doing currently, I don't believe is working for you. Or just something that you're doing. Something Not that you're everything doing. you're yeah, doing. Yeah. Like you that... as a person isn't working. <laughs> you need to be better. No. <laughs> like uh yeah, I completely get it. Like Yeah, and it, it's always a it's always weird because like a lot of and it's what's also what I've been learning through this quarantine is that I'm not as open and vulnerable as I maybe should be, or I don't always um, show that. I normally give people the place. It's interesting that I give people the place um, to be vulnerable, but I personally struggle with um, actually, I guess, proactively being vulnerable. Yeah, it just I've been blessed with a lot of people in my life who give me who are the the person A in the vulnerability loop. Right. I've had a good amount of uh, person A's in my life that give me the space to then become person B and be vulnerable. And so one thing that I that I want to work on is also being person, person A and a also more. coming forward and being vulnerable mm. um, first to um, people and those around me and, you know, the listeners out there. Um, because, you know, and that kind of pushed me to, you know, be very proactive on this podcast and making sure it comes together in all the different ways because um, it's important for to, to encourage that vulnerability. And I, and I love the connection that me and you have built over the years. And it's, it's given me, me the space to also grow um, also see how good it, you know, how much good it can do to be vulnerable and to have, you know, somebody like you um, to to encourage that and to to really make sure it happens. I think you made sure that our our relationship happened. Um, well, I feel like in very the, different ways. It, it, it was established on that, which mm-hmm. was important because, like, we when we first kind of started developing our relationship, we we knew each other for a while before we actually like developed a strong bond, and yeah. the strong bond was developed through vulnerability. We mm-hmm. both felt this wave of like 
dark feelings. We couldn't figure out why we were depressed. And mm-hmm. like, I mean, I, I could figure it out, but you couldn't figure out why you were depressed, which yeah. it was the same emotion. So it didn't really matter what the reasoning was. Yeah. yeah it was very weird. Like yeah. it was, it was like it was a strange time. It was very, it was a very strange time. And I think it is interesting. You point out that through that vulnerability is the reason why we were able to build such a strong connection because you were going through very tough times, um, you know, just with your situation at the time. And I was just going through a lot of homeless. change. You can say it. Okay, yeah, <laughs> homeless. Yeah, I was homeless. Yeah, it's a little homeless. <laughs> and um, I was just going through so many changes in life uh, and they weren't stopping. And I was just yeah. under this flood of just change and adjustments to the point where I was just anxiety written. And I didn't know what the fuck was going mm. on. And I it was just so much change that I didn't know what was bothering me. Mm. And it was just the sheer amount of whirlwind that was just giving me like almost like emotion sickness of life. Wow, I mean, of course, yeah. there's these certain things going on. But, you know, on top of these things having their own things, I was just dealing with a lot of different shit. Right. And so us both going through these just crazy situations, these moments of uncertainty, not knowing what the next day or what the next month or the next year may look like. Um, and us talking about it. And us Getting just coming Getting up early, together. walking to the water and just talking about this right, shit. Right. Just, just having that open line of communication is what really brought us together and has allowed us to create so much out of it like outside of just like you know this podcast and the things we've done uh with your music and the the visual work that we've done but creating like a true friendship a true bond a true brotherhood between us because we were so open and so willing to be um open and vulnerable with each other and i guess that's i guess that's the last question i have Mm. for you is that what do you think was the reason that we were so willing to be open with each other? Well, for us, I feel like you might have said this in the first part, it, sometimes it takes an event or sometimes it takes a thing to kind of cut loose the like the care. Like at a certain point, I didn't care. Like I didn't have anything else. So I'm just going to be open with you about what I'm going through, whether you feel it or not. Mm-hmm. And just so happened, we kind of vibed out on the same frequency because we were feeling the same thing. But for, for me, it was like desperation. Mm-hmm. And I feel like for other people or for it, it might be desperation for you. It might be the realization that... Um, we all experience these same things. So mm-hmm. it might have, you might be willing to open up to more people just from the chance of like trying to, you might be curious, like, am I the only one feeling this? So it might be curiosity that kind of sparks it. Um, or you just might be a person that is more inclined to lean into the things that, that scare you. But I feel like that's less likely. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, for me, that's um, what it is. Huh, so. Ask me the question is a little bit easier. So do you, what what do you feel like is the thing that made you uh, vulnerable enough to establish this uh, connection? This, that was not the same question you asked me. Continue. Um, <laughs> what made, say it again? Say it again. What was, what, so what do you think was the thing that made you um, vulnerable enough for us to establish this like friendship like what was it um i think it was part of it had to do with the fact that i was also in a new environment um so i guess just being in a new environment um was already had me in a vulnerable state and so i guess that also just made me more open um because i was in a vulnerable state um being in a new a space I was able to receive new things. And Mm. I think environment does play a really big role in what's created throughout your life. And needing something new um, is something a lot of people don't realize is such a dire need for themselves is because they're in the same exact place. So they they already are sheltered. They already are protected by their familiarity with things. And so Mm. I think me being... In a new place allowed me to be vulnerable, allowed me to be open to a new connection, and the universe just conspired for us to come together 
So would you say that this situation, because I always want to put it back on the, on the people, you know, mm-hmm. this is about us so that it could be about other people. Do you think that this situation that we're in now might be the perfect catalyst for you to explore those things and yeah. be as vulnerable as possible? Because you're already vulnerable. It's only exposing you to what's already true. Right, right, But right. are you going to now take the step to be more vulnerable because this is giving you the space to do so? You have yeah. nothing else to do. Yeah, I think, I, think, I think this is a perfect opportunity for people to open up and to be more vulnerable and to explore different avenues of themselves and also to explore uh, the possible connections that are out there because we're all in this together. We're, We're all vulnerable. We're all exposed. And, you know, we may be hurt, but we may also get some of our the most priceless things out of life and that's you ted oh my god <laughs> and for me that's my cat larry shout out to larry <laughs> me love you puppy's here he's coming home um no of course i love you to death i'm glad you came back i thought you was never gonna buzz come back. cut cody come on now this podcast <laughs> is gonna go uh, evil ego hour is going to be something to be reckoned with man we're going to expose ourselves to the world and i believe the world will fill our cups in return facts and we love everybody every listener uh every pedophile every rapist out there you want me to cut that part out <laughs> please cut that out or at least add banker uh add grocery store uh, yes every essential uh, worker clerk Yes, uh, flight attendant, Jesus, trash man. man. Before, let's let's talk about them before the rapist and uh, the trash man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the doctors, doctors. You know, all even all the uh, you know all the homeopathic people who are like, yo, you got COVID nineteen. Turmeric, dog. Turmeric, ginger. Clear you right up. Even you, motherfuckers. Even the even the the evangelist. You know, Joel Osteen saying he can, uh, you know, cure your shit with just a little Bible quotes. All of y'all, man, we love you. Joel Osteen said that. Man, you'd be surprised. That's a whole other podcast, dude. Season two, my dog. That's Season the two. Part two of vulnerability. Hopefully, you enjoyed it. If you didn't, then you know, hey. That's life, man. We, we opened ourselves up. Uh, next week, we'll be back with another beautiful episode. Hope you enjoy everything after this. Till then, my guy, you ready to get up out of here? Yep. Let's do it. Deuces, babies. Deuces. Peace.